Hey everyone, welcome back to the Active Life Podcast. And for those of you who are new, listening for the first time, welcome. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch, and today we're going to be talking about disc injuries. Oh, disc injuries. I think most people out there either have a disc injury themselves or know somebody who has a disc injury. Typically, that's not what we call it, though. You'll hear, oh, I have a slip disc. I have a bulging disc. I have a herniated disc. I have a whatever, right? There's a million different names for for disc injuries. And, And while they're not all the same, if someone's walking around with a disc injury and they've been to the doctor for it and they're not getting surgery, the likelihood is that there is a fix for their symptoms. And that's what I want to kind of talk about today because I think that the biggest problem with disc injuries is not so much the disc injury itself as the identity crisis that comes with it. So for those of you who are listening who've had a disc injury, you understand what I'm talking about. And for those of you who are listening who know somebody who's had a disc injury, you also know what I'm talking about because you've seen them go down this road. And for those of you who are listening who have no idea what I'm talking about, pay attention because you're going to know one day, either yourself or somebody else you know. What does a disc injury look like? Let's start there, right? We're not talking about the ones that are so bad that you go to the surgeon and you're on the table within a week or two. That's not what I'm talking about. So let's, first and foremost, let's go ahead and take those out of the equation because there are disc herniations where the disc will be injured so badly that it will actually move and press onto a nerve, causing weakness to the muscles, uh, loss of sensation to the nerves, and, and it just becomes very dangerous for people not to get treated for them. If you are somebody who is starting to get numbness and tingling or weakness, especially weakness in your grip or down your legs, and you think that it might be related to a disc, it is your responsibility to get to a doctor's office right now and find out if that's the case. Having a procedure done to fix that disc actually is not that big of a deal unless you let it go. Now that we have that out of the way, I'm not talking to that population anymore. I'm talking to the people who have chronic back pain or neck pain or the people who feel good most of the time, but once every three to six months, this stupid thing flares up and your disc hurts again. You know who you are. You know who your friends are who have it. The identity crisis that comes with that is, man, last time I squatted heavy in the gym, my back went out, so I don't do that anymore, right? Or I used to play softball with my friends, but I can't anymore because I have this this thing in my back, all right? It goes on and on. And for those of you guys who have no idea what a disc injury feels like, because some people in this in this audience have disc injuries and have no idea they've ever had it before. But think about that morning when you woke up, you had no idea why, but your neck was so stiff, right? You couldn't turn it left. You couldn't turn it right. You were like, man, if I could just grab the back of my neck and roll out of bed, this whole world would be much better. Or maybe you had it in your low back. You went to get out of bed and you were like, fuck this. Oh man, that hurts. 
and you just prayed that maybe somebody was going to come pick you up and carry you to the bathroom for your morning shit because that's how bad your back hurt. But as the day went on, it got a little bit better. And then you're like, oh, this is awesome. Tomorrow I'm going to feel great. Tomorrow comes around back to feeling like crap again. And it lasts for like a week to two weeks, maybe a month. And then it's mysteriously gone. And then it mysteriously comes back. That's a disc injury. I don't know how severe yours is. And if you have any questions for yourself, I'm certainly not telling you in this podcast to ignore it. Go to a doctor and have it evaluated. Now, let's assume you've been to the doctor. You've had it evaluated. You've, ex- you, you, you've exhausted all the help that they can provide for you. How is the next five minutes going to give you relief and your life back? Here's how it's going to happen. Most people have disc injuries. Less than half know about it. That simple fact is a huge deal because what it means is that your disc is not necessarily what's causing your symptoms, but the environment that surrounds that disc, the load that you place on your body when you have the disc injury itself. I'm going to say that again. Most people have disc injuries. Most don't know about it. That's pretty important, right? So, okay, Dr. Sean, do I just stop doing all the things I love doing? Is that how I get rid of my disc pain? No, absolutely not. In the absence of being a surgical candidate, there are two major reasons why people have disc pain. Muscle length or muscle strength. Think about your disc as a jelly donut. It is cartilage, you know, kind of tight and thick cartilage that surrounds jelly on the inside. So if it's a jelly donut, it's the the, the dough on the outside is the cartilage. The jelly on the inside is obviously the jelly. If you press on the front of the disc, the jelly moves towards the back and so on and so forth. You press on the back, the jelly moves towards the front. Discs act as shock absorbers. A great way to think about the relationship between your spinal bones and the disc is kind of like thinking about a Jenga game. If you're playing Jenga, for those of you who don't know, it's it's those three bricks stacked on each other in opposite directions. You try to pull the bricks out, put them back on top. If we strap that Jenga game up with rubber bands, squeeze it really, really tight, and every other row of the Jenga game was supposed to be discs, there would be a lot of pressure on those discs. I hope you guys understand that. When we don't have the rubber band around, it's very easy to pull the blocks out and put them on top. Now, it's not easy to pull your bones out, but the idea is there's more movement, less stability. When there's bands strapped around it, there's less movement, more stability. There's a reason why when your disc becomes inflamed, you can't move. Your body is creating stability. Artificially and momentarily, it's creating stability and saying, don't break this position because that could be problematic for your disc. That is either happening because of muscle length or muscle strength. So if your muscles are too short, you're not flexible enough. And you go to do something that cause that you would need flexibility to accomplish, you're still gonna figure out a way to do it. 
but it's not going to be the way that your body is intended to be used. So what ends up happening? You put extra pressure on that disc. Why is that important? Because the person who is inflexible, who is listening to this right now, who has disc symptoms, has the first answer to what they need to be doing that is working on flexibility. It's so commonsensical, but that is why we talk about the process is the goal and there's nothing so complex and mystifying about these concepts. If you're inflexible and you want to do things that a flexible person can do, you need to become more flexible to accomplish the same task. That is straightforward and simple. And then you're able to do more without symptoms. Some people are a little bit weaker. Their muscles are not as strong as other people's, but they want to do things that other really strong people are doing. Those people need to get stronger. It's, it, it's insanely simple. If you're weak, you need to get strong. If you're stiff, you need to get loose. Loose meaning flexible, mobile, which are different words, but we're not going to get into that right now. So the really important question that you should be asking yourself is, well, I've tried that before and it didn't work. Why not? I can't get flexible. I've always been inflexible. I can't get strong. I've always been weak. No one ever says that out loud, but it's the truth for some people. It's because you're avoiding the things that cause you symptoms. You're avoiding perceptive problems. You're avoiding the emotion that is pain. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break down pain really quickly. Not for a long time here. We'll do another podcast on this. But here's what we're going to do. If you have a very weak squat as compared to deadlift, that means that your squat is less than 75% of your deadlift. We'd like it to be 80%, but let's just take this for right now. If your squat is less than 80% of your deadlift, you need to build up your squat. When your squat goes up, your disc pain will reduce. Period. For those of you guys who don't know what those things are, go find a strength coach. Let them help you. If your squat is more than 90% of your deadlift, you need to go build up your deadlift and your disc symptoms will reduce. Period. It's that simple. But it hurts when I deadlift. And you say I need to increase my deadlift. How am I going to do that if my back always hurts when I deadlift? What is pain? Is it the same to you as it is to somebody else? Pain is an emotion. What hurts you might not hurt me. What hurts me might not hurt you. So here are the rules. Rank your pain on a scale of one to five. One being, I barely feel this at all. Five being, if this gets any worse, I'm probably going to have to stop, not want to stop. If your pain is living between a one and a four on a scale of 10, we consider that irritation, provided that it's not getting worse from rep to rep, from bout to bout, from day to day. That's irritation. Irritation will drive adaptation. You need to irritate in order to acclimate. It's okay. You need to live in that one to four range until the strength comes back. Fearing that one to four range perpetuates your condition 
increases your symptoms, makes you emotional every time they come around, and forces you to change your lifestyle. That's huge. It's okay to live in that one to four range. I advise you do it with a coach, right? And I advise you find a progressive doctor to talk to before you do this because I don't want to hear that you listened to this podcast, you went out and you tried to live between a one and a four and your back went nuts and now you're mad at me. But you can do this. One to four. It's not getting worse from rep to rep. It doesn't get worse from day to day. Yeah, you're sore, but it's not pain the next day. If that's where you're living, I'm confident that you are going to be able to build strength and reduce your symptoms. You need to start. Now, let's say, for example, that your squat has never gone up. You've always tried. Test your left leg by stepping up on a box above your knee height with a given weight for as many reps as you possibly can. And then match that effort with your other leg. See if one of your legs is much stronger. If it is, start strengthening the weaker leg. By doing what? Step-ups. The exercise you just tested them in. Common sense. Again. I hope that's helpful for you guys in terms of building strength to reduce symptoms of a disc injury. What if you need to get length? I recommend those of you guys who need to get length, go to this website, take out a pen, take out some paper, write this down. Integrativediagnosis.com I-N-T-E-G-R-A-T-I-V-E D-I-A-G-N-O-S-I-S dot com Integrativediagnosis.com See if you can find a provider there that's close to you. Those are the best doctors in the world, in my opinion. If you can't find somebody there, the next best site for you to go to, in my opinion, would be activerelease.com. I'm not as confident in those guys and gals, but you can give them a run. See if they can help you gain some length. Join a yoga class, but do it with a do it with an instructor who's going to pay attention to you and your needs. Take it slow. Growth over ego, process over goal. Process is the goal. Make it a daily process that you are going to increase length across the board. If you can't get to an integrative diagnosis doctor who can tell you exactly where you need to increase length and who can help you do it. If you're listening to this and you have a disc injury, you have a solution now. You need to add length or you need to add strength. But you don't need to sit on your ass and change what you're doing for the rest of your life because you're afraid that you're going to be in pain. Pain is an emotion. Live between one and four. In the gym, that is. Get yourself out of this emotional handicap. Get back to the things that you used to love to do because you can. 
We're here to help. You have any questions, please shoot them our way. This was the Active Life Podcast, Demystifying Disc Pain. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch, and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Active Life Podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure you head to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating so that we can grow and reach and help more people. If you're looking for more from me and my team, head to performancecarerx.com. All the help you're looking for is right there. Until next time, guys, I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch, and the process is the goal.